emotional trading. If you've done any of those things, it's because of emotion. Okay. Fear and greed are the two things that run the entire charts. In fact, they run the entire economic market, if not all markets globally. And they pretty much run all of our behaviors in life, business, and pretty much most relationships. If we look at any aspect, I mean, business and in, in jobs, the fear of not having enough to pay your bills um, keeps people stuck in their job. And then the greed of wanting to buy more or buy the next boat or car or plane or whatever it is keeps them at their jobs trying to, to feed that, that greed because they want the next thing, they want the next thing. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck, like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Success Shift. Success Shift. We are here with a brand new week. <clears throat> um, it's been pretty busy. Had a couple of new interviews coming through, more people um, pulling into the lineup, which is really nice. And I'm really grateful for people's willingness and openness to share, to connect, and to give back value. It really is incredible when you're reaching out to people with, you know, fairly decent um, levels of success, of um, entrepreneurship, of trading, and they're just willing to share and give back information. I, I really, it kind of opens my eyes up to one of these things that when people start out on these journeys, and this is related to something I was discussing just a few days ago, um, when you start on a success journey and you're trying to really get off the ground and you're kind of breaking three, free from the environment that you're in, you're breaking free from the people that you've been surrounding yourself with, you're breaking free from the, um, the certain things that are holding you in the place of where you are, it can be really hard. And this is one of the hardest things I think a lot of people have to deal with is um, ridicule from friends and family, uh, especially you know friends you've ha had maybe a long time or, or close, close family members. But what's really interesting is those who are ahead and who are successful and are where you want to be almost never ridicule. They always offer advice, always offer hands up, and are really open and friendly. Those who are maybe don't have the ambition or are stuck where you are and don't want you to kind of get away from them because then, you know, they're living that sad excuse of like, well, we came from the same spot. Why did he make it? And I didn't, they're the ones who try to bring you down and they're the ones who try to, you know, we have, we call it tall poppy syndrome and it's pretty rife in Australia. Um, but it's a very interesting concept. And so when I reach out to these people who are very successful, you know, there's always a bit of fear of what are they going to say? Probably brush me off, et cetera, et cetera. But 90% of them are really opening, really friendly and really willing to share and, and give back and, I think it's just absolutely amazing. So I'm very grateful for people like that, people who give their time selflessly, you know, Teresa, always giving her time to others. Um, and yeah, I'm just grateful, for, again, grateful for the time. 
of other people. So chuck your gratitude into the chat because like I say, it's really important to find gratitude morning and night. And if you can do that every day, your life will change because what bringing gratitude into your life does is it brings joy. It raises the vibrations of how you're feeling and it makes you appreciate all the sort of small things. And so while I'm appreciating these quite big things, that's happening in my life. I'm also grateful for the rain that's coming in, even though it's the middle of summer, because it helps with the green grass grow and it helps with all the <clears throat> my little plants that I've got going as well outside. You know, I'm grateful for the cool breeze that comes in in the hot days. I'm grateful for the ability to play with my son. Even though we've got a small deck, we still have a little place outside. So I was laying in the uh, the windy sun today and just playing with him and all the little things that you can just bring your attention to, bring that awareness to, and try to make you forget about the negative thoughts or the negative chains of of um yeah thought patterns shall we say so so grateful for this group yes thankful good morning everyone okay good to see people rolling in again chuck your gratitude into the chat do not be afraid do not hesitate it really will help once you start the practice and this is another thing i find lots of times people reach out for help and they want change and they want to do these things but they don't want to do any of the things that they suggested or any of the things that people recommend you know we don't just say these things to say them we say them because those are the things that have made change in my life and when i and don't get me wrong i used to be kind of stubborn i used to get all the information and do none of the action and it wasn't till um fraser brooks gave me the analogy that moving forward from a to b is like walking you need learning you need action you need learning you need action you need learning you need action I mean, if you just take learning, you're going to go around in a circle. If you just take action without learning from it, you're also going to be going around in circles. And so it's really important that when you're in communities, when you're looking for growth, when you're looking for change, actually try the things that people suggest. Actually, just give it a go. Now, not all of it's going to work for you. You know, not all of it's going to work for every single person. Um, and this is one of the things with mindset. I often try to give as much advice as I can from different perspectives for different people. So something that may work for one person might not work for the other person. Something that like John, for example, he might have something that works great for him. Chris tries that and doesn't work at all. That's fine. At least you tried. Give it a go. Give it a little bit of a spell. See if you get something from it. See if you don't. Sometimes you're like, oh, this isn't going to, this is going to do nothing for me. You start the process. You're like, holy shit, this is amazing. Why haven't I been doing this earlier? Okay. So, you know, get involved, put your hand up. If you want change, you're going to have to get a little bit uncomfortable. You're going to have to do the things that maybe make you feel like, oh, this is stretching me. This is pushing me out of my comfort zone. You're going to have to be vulnerable. You're going to have to put your hand up and say, I need help here. Or yes, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I'll try anyway and learn through the process because otherwise it's going to be a slow, arduous journey to whatever level that you want to try and reach. Okay. As the more of the gratitude comes in here, I'm happy and grateful for life, love, truth, beauty, abundance, my wife, family, friends, my job, car, home, goals, missions, visions, all. Love that. Even reading that list as I continued on, it brought me joy and it brought me some positive energy. I love hearing that. I'm grateful that I have the ability to drive in my own vehicle, that I'm able to drive to the city to get my daughter and bring her home. Lovely. Spend some time with her this week. Just doing the things that we haven't done for a few years since she moved away from home. Yeah, that must be lovely. Um, I've only just got my brand new 10-month-old son and you know the thought of him leaving home, even though it might be 18 years, is like, wow, it would be such a life change just as much as it was him coming into the life. All right. So today I want to do something a little bit different. Um, sometimes I do presentations about mindset. Um, it's, you know, they're usually an hour or so, two hours. But today I want to go through just a small patch of one of them. And this is about emotions and emotional 
trading and stuff like that. But more so, I want to bring your attention to a particular chart. You may have seen it before, the Wall Street cheat sheet. And I just want you to be aware of how basically global economics work and how emotions work in cycles and in patterns and everything. And I'm just going to go in a bit in depth for maybe 10, 15 minutes of that. Okay. So we're going to share screen here. There we go. So understanding and tracking emotion. I talk a lot about emotion in trading. I think it's a huge aspect. It's it's why we do 90% of the things we do and understanding trading psychology and our behaviors and all that kind of stuff on the charts is going to help better um, progress us forward with discipline, with with willpower, with following our trading plan, with all the things, okay? The whole reason I wrote the whole trading journal, you know, my emotional trading journal is because emotions play an absolutely massive part in pretty much everything we do on the charts, okay? So some of you may have seen this, some of you may not, but why is emotion important? Well, who's ever said to themselves any of the following? Chuck someone's in the chat. I won't be able to see the chat at the moment, but still chuck someone's in the chat. We can have a look afterwards. Any of these, I'll just increase my lot size. That'll get me to my daily goal faster. Or I'll just double my lot size. That'll get me the win back that I just lost. How about I know it's going to turn around. I'll just pull my stop loss down just a little bit, just a little bit. Hang on. If I pull it just a little bit below this level, it's going to turn around. And maybe just a little bit lower. It's going to turn around. How about, oh, look, it pulled back for a better entry. I'll enter again. Then I'll win two trades. Double up. Well, this old scenario, when you nearly hit your daily goals, you're only like 1% away or half percent away. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to push and get to my daily goal and take a loss. You're like, ah, oh, all right, let's just get back that loss and go back to where we were. Take another loss. Now you're below break even. And you're like, okay, I'm just going to get back to break even. And then, and then we're going to call it a day. And then you take another loss. And then all of a sudden you're at your daily loss limit. And you're like, what the hell just happened? I was up by 2 3%. And now I've hit my daily loss limit and I'm done for the day, all miserable and frustrated. Well, these are all emotional trading. If you've done any of those things, it's because of emotion. Okay. Fear and greed are the two things that run the entire charts. In fact, they run the entire economic market, if not all markets globally. And they pretty much run all of our behaviors in life, business, and pretty much most relationships. If we look at any aspect, I mean, Robert Kiyosaki talks about this a little bit in business and in, in jobs, the fear of not having enough to pay your bills um, keeps people stuck in their job. And then the greed of wanting to buy more or buy the next boat or car or plane or whatever it is keeps them at their jobs trying to to feed that that greed because they want the next thing they want the next thing so you can really relate it to almost anything okay think about when trump tweets something or when he used to treat tweet something if you were trading back when he was president wow that was almost like gambling because you never knew when he was going to open his mouth and when he did the markets just went because people would freak out some people would want to jump in and get all the money and some people would be like i'm going to lose everything and the markets would just go crazy think about when elon tweet when Elon Musk tweets something, you know, Dogecoin back a couple of years ago, they just absolutely shot up because he started tweeting that it was going to be good. This is that fear and greed that comes in. Okay. 95% of people will lose money in trading. I'm sure it's a statistic that you've heard before. Very overused one and um, a scary one. But this is because most of the people that come into trading, they are there just to get rich quick. Okay. These people lack the discipline. And they lack the mental strength. They lack tenacity. They lack the ability to learn from their mistakes. They are emotionally trading and they just want the quick money. Okay. Some of them learned their neighbor cat as a Ferrari because of trading. And so they want to do the same thing. Now, this is the this is the chart that I want to bring your attention to. Okay. If you haven't seen this chart before, not to worry, but um, I would definitely recommend learning it, studying it, and looking at it very much in depth. Okay. This is the Wall Street cheat sheet, psychology of a market cycle. 
basically what this tells us is all the areas in any cycle and how the emotions feed this this movement okay and you will notice in stocks in forex in crypto in whatever it is that you're trading gold you'll notice that you'll see these moves i mean just at a small glance this very move is what we know as an m pattern it's a reversal pattern you can see even on the macro scale we've got this move up one leg comes down comes back up pulls back down okay this is a pattern that we look for reversals in fact we even in this call you know we trade this pattern and you can see here especially and i'll show you the the bitcoin um chart and how realistic this is straight afterwards on the live charts but you can see here that what happens is people maybe buy stocks or in here or they get into an area of disbelief okay then the market starts to move up <clears throat> and often this is where maybe it breaks out and i'm sure if we're talking on a scalping aspect you've seen trades that start to move up and then you're realizing that they're going and you think oh no maybe i've missed the move you get like this big bullish candle and you're jumping in really late and then all of a sudden it peaks and starts to turn around and you're like okay i'm just going to hold back hold on it's just a pullback and then it creates the second leg and starts to drop and you're like hang on what the hell so the same kind of thing happens when people buy stocks and the reason i use crypto is because it's the most obvious one because it hits the media and everyone gets this euphoric stage so what happens is price starts to move up people start to go oh this is this is this is getting higher I, I should jump into here and then all of a sudden it gets into this belief zone and it's charging up really high and this is where the majority of people get in. So this belief, this thrill, most of the, the really good investors, early adopters, and people who know what they're doing, they look at this disbelief area, this anger, this depression zone, and that's when they buy buy in, you know, buy the fear. When everyone's angry, when everyone's in depression, you want to start buying. That's why they often say that millionaires are made in the biggest recessions because the gap widens. Everyone freaks out, depression comes in, recession's happening, everyone's trying to hold on. And what do the wealthy do? They jump in here. They take advantage of these low aspects. But what the modern day people do who aren't as well educated, they wait and they wait to see, okay, the market is actually recovering. Okay, it is possible that that we are going to continue up. And then it starts to get here and it's like, okay, maybe I could actually look into doing something like this. And again, when it gets this belief and thrill, people start to jump in and then they start to make a little bit of money and it goes up and they're like, yes. I'm making so much money. Let's double down. Let's re-enter. Let's do all these things because of emotion. I'm going to be rich forever. And just as people start doing that, what happens? The market pulls back. Everyone starts to freak out. They're like, oh, hang on. This is because people, the wealthy people, the people who know what they're doing, they've gotten in here. And they're, they're like, sweet, I'll take profits. I've already had this big move up. I'm more than happy with what I've got. Price moves down. Price pulls back up. And they're like, okay, we're safe. It's, it's all right. And then all of a sudden, it just this is the cycle. People start to sell off again. And the market comes down and you're sitting there like, oh no, you know, it looks like it's going to turn around, but maybe it's just a, a funny pullback I'll hold in. And this is, you know, maybe you had your stop loss here. If we're talking about an intraday or I mean a scalping move and then you start to move it back and you're like, oh no, I'll, I'll just, uh, it's going to turn around. And then you move it back to these lows and it comes down even further. And you're like, no, no, this is not good. This is not good. And then you're in denial. Like, don't worry, everything's going to be fine. It's going to turn around. The panic sets in. You're like, shit, everyone is selling. I need to get out, but you're still holding on. And then, you know, by the time it comes down here and it's too late and you're all angry and frustrated, then maybe it comes down, you've moved your stop loss all the way down here. It's hit your stop loss. The whole thing's just turned to shit, basically. And this is how the cycle runs all the time. And you can have this in one-minute candles. You can have this in four-hour weekly, monthly candles, okay? And this right here, this is where we talk about the contraction and expansion of markets. 
So the peak, you know, right up here, this is the point of maximum financial risk. So if you're buying in at these peaks, you're risking as much as you possibly can. This trough down here, right, where it's come all the way down, this is the maximum financial opportunity. This is after the contraction and just before the expansion. And you want the expansion. You want to be inside during the expansion, not jumping in towards the end of it, okay? And this is where a lot of mid-range people jump in. This is where a lot of people from social media jump in and lose all their money. And this is where all the top-end investors are, you know, getting in at the bottom here. So understanding the way this works, understanding that all of this emotion in the chart, because all the charts are is the summation of the emotions of the people at the charts at that time. So when you're looking at this and it starts to move up, if you feel like it's going there and you're starting to feel emotion, just know that you're starting to leave the area of optimum financial opportunity. And so just be better off to stay out. Okay. And when it's down at these lows and you're really like, okay, Everyone else is maybe freaking out or, you know, we've pulled back in. Let's wait for a little bit of an opportunity to show that it's turning around. Okay, we're starting to see a little bit of turnaround. Okay, now we can look at jumping in. <clears throat> we're starting to get into this expansion stage. Okay, I hope this is making sense. And I hope you understand what this Wall Street cheat sheet tells you because emotions run the entire charts. And if you can understand how the psychology of a market cycle works and you can understand how the emotions manipulate the charts all the time, you will be able to get on the right side of them. Now, this is just a little bit of a live example here. This is Bitcoin of the 2017 um, cycle. So the one just before the one we've just had. As you can see here, this is that hope stage. This is where price is starting to rally up a little bit. Okay. Then it gets to optimism. You can see it's almost exactly like the chart before we've had it come up. We've pushed up a little bit, had a little bit of a pullback. Then all of a sudden the belief sets in. Then we have this thrill uh, where everyone starts to jump in and they're like, okay, Bitcoin's going to the moon. I'm going to be rich. Then what happens? Of course, we have that euphoria. Then turns around. Turns around. We get this M. People are like, oh, no, it's just a pullback. We're going to be fine. Even though the, the bull cycles are actually over. And we're starting to see the bears come in. Complacency sets in. It gets down to here, as we know, you know, as it's pulled back to the EMA, we definitely want to be kind of out of these things. Otherwise, it's going to break and continue down. It does that exact, that exact thing. It breaks, shoots back down, pulls back. We have denial, people holding on for far too long. I'll just move my stop loss to this EMA. This is that denial, emotional movement. What happens? Panic sets in here like, oh, shit, it's broken this one now. What do I do? What do I do? And then all of a sudden, capitulation. There we go. Got that tongue twister out right at the bottom. And usually people are getting out like, oh, I've just you know, gotten in here, getting out here because it's it's all gone, it's done for. And then the anger as you see the price kind of sit around here. So this is exactly as we saw on that Wall Street, Wall Street cheat sheet, plays out almost perfectly in real life in the Bitcoin cycle here. Um, and the reason I, again, use that is because the Bitcoin cycle really does have a lot of emotional um, influence from social media and stuff like that. Okay, so how do we differentiate from the stats? Well, we need to be disciplined. We need a set of trading rules that give us an edge and the ability to follow those rules without fail. Dr. David Paul says you're only 13 trades away from becoming a successful trader. Why is that? That is because if you have a trading plan and you follow it to the T without breaking your rules at all and you take your exits, you take only the entries that match your trading plan, you follow your checklist before, during, and after the trade, you do that 13 times in a row, you will see, oh, I do have the capability of following this trading plan. Oh, I do have the ability to stay disciplined. Oh, look at that. 
It's actually working out, doing what it's meant to be doing. I've had times where I do a stint of trades in a row and I'm really proud of myself. And then what happens? You have a moment of emotional comeback and you see all the old behaviors come back and you're like, why have, why did I let that happen? Because this 13 trades in a row or this 12 trades in a row was perfect. You know, even if the results weren't huge, they were still disciplined. They still kept me exactly where I wanted to be. They still kept me fighting for another day. I've made a little bit of profit. And then your 13 day comes in, the emotions jump on, take over. And you're like, whoa, what just happened? I've just lost three times as much as I should. I just ignored my exits. I just, you know, the move my stop loss down. All these things that we know are not right to do, we start doing them. Okay, so I just wanted to touch base on this emotional um, chart and the cheat sheet. If you haven't seen it before, definitely study it and look at it. It's more, it's all about the psychology. Um, just looking back at the chat here, we've got plenty of ones that have come through. Ones, 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 ones. Obviously, people trading with those emotions before. Um, so yeah, I hope that made sense. And I, I really want, I really want you to understand that mindset in trading is massive because the entire global markets run on emotion. Okay. And so if the entire global markets run on emotion and you want to get ahead of the majority of the people and the majority of the charts and the majority of, of the markets, then you have to be on top of your emotions, understand them, track them. Figure out which ones are playing havoc amongst your trading and figure out why. Really, trading is so simple. It's create a trade, learn a, learn a strategy that understands risk management. Make a trading plan, follow that trading plan. Human behavior is so complicated that we find that process very difficult. How do we get on top of that process? Well, we have to figure out why we're struggling to follow our trading plan. And that is 100% individual. This is why mind, teaching mindset in trading can be quite a difficult task, but it's also very layered. You have to learn bit by bit what works for you, what doesn't work for you, what bit of emotion you can get under control before you move on to the next one. You have to have things in place like physiological changes. I talk about the difference between having a physiological interruption against your mind trying to change your mind. Okay. I told you, I now have a checklist that my very first action when the trade closes to close my eyes, six deep breaths, and then open my eyes and immediately look at my journal. This shuts off my environment to wanting to overtrade, revenge trade, emotional trade, all those sort of things. It brings, it lowers my heart rate and brings back my emotional base so I can think clearly and calmly. And it separates myself, my, my time between trades with time through the process and through actually journaling. So I know for me that I can be a very emotional person and it is really hard mentally to tell your mind to stop doing what it's doing. You know, that, I mean, that frustrated place where you're like, oh my God. And your partner says, you just need to calm down. It's like, I know I need to calm down. If I knew, if I knew how to do that, then I would just calm down. Same kind of thing happens in your brain. It's like, I know I'm emotional trading, but if I knew how to stop it, then I wouldn't be emotional trading. You know, it's that self-fulfilling prophecy. So how do we break that up? Physiological changes. This is something that works for me. You might be different. You might be able to go, I just need, I, you might not be able to change it. You might just need to shut yourself down for the day. Or you might go, ah, oh, it just takes the awareness and you can snap out of it. Everyone is different, okay? And the more we can understand ourselves, the more we can bring self-awareness to it, you know, self-awareness to the, to the charts, the more we can recognize our own patterns of behavior and the more we can interrupt our own patterns of behavior and start to redirect them into a space that we want okay two to three percent per day especially on a funded account will set us free uh, that's two or three percent a day compounded funded or not will change anyone's life within a very short amount of time i think when you get into trading people don't people are kind of underestimate the power of what consistent trading does for you even if it's a hundred dollar account if you can compound it at two to three percent a day it's six months 
to a year, you're, you're in the hundreds of thousands, if not millions by then. Um, so yeah, it's just that discipline that you need to be consistent. That's all it is. And honestly, once you've got that skill set down, it cannot be taken away from you. It's something that literally gives you freedom over your finances forever and it cannot be removed. So think about that. Okay. Think about the emotional aspect of the charts. Think about the, the wall street cheat sheet, go have a look at it, do your own research, dive into it a little bit more, understand yourself. All these things are super important in um, your progression on the charts. Okay. I hope that made sense today. Um, I hope it wasn't too convoluted and um, I hope you can really understand how, why, how and why I find emotions so important. All right, let's jump over to the trading call. Um, we're starting in just a couple of minutes. Make sure that you do read through your journal. Make sure that you do read through your trading plan. Make sure that you have done your brain warm up. Make sure that you understand yourself and make sure that you're in a good state of mind. Make sure that you know your risk management, your stop loss points, all of the above, because these are all things that just add to the recipe of success for trading. Okay, much love everyone. And I'll speak to you again tomorrow.